What's up, yeah. lads? How'd you like my beard? <laughs> hey, man. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Thanks, bro. Thanks, bro. Can you guys hear me properly, or...? Um... Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah, hear you all, yeah? right? Yeah? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Can you hear us? I can hear you. I don't know if I can understand you, Kyle. It's quite difficult, to be honest. Right. So you've, <laughs> you've started already. That's the tone of this podcast. Yeah. Already. That is. <laughs> I was just saying to you, Con, about how all week I was looking forward to going to a rooftop bar, and then when I was finally ready to go, somebody decided to go and meet their little girlfriend instead. Wow. 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 This I, is you this gotta is tell us bad, about this girl, man. You're going to tell us about this girl. No, man. So I just uh, I went on a hinge date. Uh, she was from Colombia. It's like a it's like his dating app, man. Like you got to be on all of them nowadays to kind of have a, a variety of choice, you know. Um, yeah. So okay. we went to the park and uh, it was nice. It was lovely. She was a nice girl. We'll see maybe if we meet up again. And uh, yeah, Kyle was just a bit. Uh, oh set that i ditched him for a girl <laughs> yeah it kind of feels bad for your friend who just recently become single you know yeah, yeah. Sucks. Oh, Kyle. yeah yeah no to be fair to be fair i told him we would be we'll, we'll help him out in that department but you know like the whole weekend he was telling me he was like going out meeting girls so i was like oh he's fine you know like he'll he'll handle himself <laughs> <laughs> oh kyle's taking him Taking care of himself, all right. Yeah. Yeah. He's been bouncing yeah, he, back a little bit. Yeah, he's bouncing back, but we'll we'll go we'll go to that rooftop bar. Don't worry about yeah. it, mate. I hope so. Yeah, next time. Anyway, so yeah, you're actually our first guest on this podcast. So how how does that feel, Antonio? It's it's an absolute honor speaking with yeah. two lovely guys and uh, yeah yeah. Thanks for having we me. Got, guys. We got 11 whole subscribers. You know, that's 11 people in the world listening to you speak, man. Bro, it's a fucking privilege. That's, <laughs> that's more than usually hear me speak. So it's 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 an upgrade. <laughs> you can add it to your Hinge profile, and then you know, yeah, it can be like more subscribers. A, yeah, I mean, maybe First then I'll just make guess. sure I, I watch my I watch my words then, so that you know when they hear it, they don't seem like very bad. It's too late. It's too late for that. Yeah. Too late. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows you're a Chad. So. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Yukon. So how how are you doing, bud? How's everything in China? I'm good, man. Um, China's been, well, China's been all right on the surface of everything. Um, working from home, and everything, and um, chilling out, pretty much. I hope I'll be back in London soon. Um. We're planning to do some exhibitions in London later on this year or maybe early next year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'll be, well, if, if traveling is possible, uh, I'm going to be there. Okay. Sounds good, bro. He's, uh, he's actually in jail just now. So that's why he's <laughs> saying these things. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it looks, <laughs> looking at his video, it looks a bit off. So I was a bit surprised by his answer. <laughs> yeah, oh God, he just... Dude. He, he ran his mouth off just one time too many over there and they, they were just like enough is enough so yeah you have to be a bit you have to be a bit careful with what you say don't you man yeah that's why i have to say all the good words because you know some just outside the screen someone's pointing a gun at me so <laughs> yeah. and they're just tracking you as well aren't they so yeah everything man. yeah everything 
Okay. All right. So. All right. I'm going to turn yeah. off the video just just because that's probably going to give us better sound quality to record. Okay. So okay. I think we should all do the same. All right, but. <clears throat> Kyle, turn off your video. Uh, Grandpa, Sorry. come on. All right, damn it. I am ready. Okay, so we have Antonio here. He's a man of the world. Yes, indeed. <laughs> man of the world. He's, uh, he told me that he's lived in um, one, two, three, four, five, seven different countries. So Did I'm going to seven. It's it's eight. Oh God, I've made oh, God, a big full part right at the beginning. I've offended him. Oh, but, um, you're offending me, mate. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, mate. Eight countries. Right. So I've got Uganda, <laughs> Nicaragua, Jordan, Bolivia, Belgium, Brazil, and the Netherlands. So what's the what's the eighth one? Well, we live in London, don't we, mate? Mm, U- yeah. UK. I knew it. I was just testing but, it, mate. That's <laughs> Are you sure you're you're sure you're right, mate? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not yeah. bitter about last night. I'm not. Um. Okay. So. Yeah. I feel like anyway. this is gonna go on forever. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of back and forth here. <laughs> banter, good banter. Mm, it's our, most of the listeners have stopped by now because we're after the three-minute mark, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, they have no idea what the fuck's going on. Like, why are we talking about this rooftop bar? Who the fuck's Antonio? And they don't, they don't actually give a shit, so they just quit. Yeah. <laughs> they talk all the shit we want to talk now, so it's fine, yeah. Nobody's listening. We, exactly, we can just speak about whatever we want. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But it would be nice if you could share with us um, some of your experiences about living in countries, because uh, I remember you said, like, you know, daddy's a diplomat or something. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, mate. Oh. So ba- basically, my dad was a, a diplomat for the for the European Commission. So he represented the UK, obviously, within the European Commission. Um, and then basically what happens is every four years or so you kind of move to a different country Um, and typically you go to like an international school um, in in the capital of the country because that's where they have the embassies Um, and yeah you get to get to live in lots of different countries which is really cool you get to see a lot of different things and talk to different people as well you know so it's quite a privileged lifestyle I guess you could say uh, you get a lot of benefit from it but it also can be quite tough you know at times because you have to move and make friends every four years you know in different countries like different lifestyles so so yeah there's a lot of positive there's some a bit negative as well that people don't always think about because they're just thinking about oh moving to different countries that must be really cool and and it is don't get me wrong but then there's also that other side of, of things as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to use the word privilege because actually we, we all know you're a very humble guy, Antonio. <laughs> of course. Uh, but it is privilege to travel all the time. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I mean, like most people don't get that opportunity, right? And to say that you've been able to live in, in so many countries is uh, a really like unique sort of thing and uh, it is a privilege because also the lifestyle you live in comparison to a lot of the people in these countries you know is is quite different so like for example Mm. like in 
countries like you know Uganda, Nicaragua, Bolivia, even Brazil, like the the standard of living is for a lot of people isn't the best. And as a diplomat, you get to uh, you get to live a certain standard, which is much much higher than a lot of the people there. You know, so so you do have to take that into consideration, and it's it's something that you have to be grateful for, I think, and you know obviously enjoy it <laughs> because it's a nice lifestyle but but yeah yeah definitely privilege you mean definitely mm. but i mean it is interesting because i'm sure there would be hardship and maybe people don't fully understand that because they just see you living this uh maybe perhaps sometimes luxurious lifestyle <laughs> like i remember you you said you had a driver and you you probably live in a nice place in town but uh, yeah. actually what you said about what you said about having to change like your whole environment and you know your friends like every four years i'd imagine that's that's probably quite tough to be honest yeah mate, exactly so like you said i did have like i did have certain luxuries you know like we did have a driver not in every country but we were we had people like maids in the house who you know we had a, a cook and somebody to clean the house a gardener a driver like it was so you do get a lot of benefits you know from living in uh, these countries and having a certain lifestyle but like you said yeah exactly like moving abroad sometimes you have to you basically have to change your whole life every four years you know you you go to a school uh, you make your friends you start to adapt to the country because every country is quite different so like culturally of course you have like country like Nicaragua is completely different than Belgium or or Uganda you know so you have to kind of uh, adapt to that sort of environment and it can be tough at times like you say because you're basically making new friends but now you know with social media and uh, being able to connect with people all over the world you're, you're able to you know kind of keep in touch more easily when I was mm -hmm. When I, when I was younger, it was a little bit more difficult. Um, you kind of have to, you kind of, I think you develop a, a way of being, at least personally, what happened with me was, you, it's, you become uh, more immune to like being okay with people not being in your life for extended periods of time. So yeah. you, you understand that like these friendships are kind of limited on time. Not all of them, of course, but uh, a lot a lot of the relationships you develop are not going to last uh, for like your whole life. Like a lot of people kind of who live in the same place, I think it's a bit different, you know, like you have different roots. Whereas like for me, it's kind of like, yeah, we we we're probably going to move. So. I mean, potentially we will speak and we can meet up even like if we're in the same country at some point, which is always cool. But you never know, like you probably won't have the same type of relationship as you had previously had when you were living in the same place, you know? Yeah, but I guess it also give you the, uh, the, the ability to build new relationships much faster than people. Because I, I remember when I first met you, like you were just a very down to earth guy and you didn't seem... Yeah didn't seem cold compared to other people and you're just very easy to get warm to. So I think yeah, that's the defining I, difference too, right? No, you're, you're just so used to getting new people into your life. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's exactly it. Like, uh, I, I've heard that 
like from a couple of people and like people who you know that I've had a similar sort of lifestyle as me like that a lot of friends of mine that have like had uh, fathers who worked in a similar like in a diplomat position as well and had like to live and move abroad <clears throat> they say the same sort of things like because essentially you're having to adapt to whatever you're moving into and if you don't you're kind of screwed right so mm -hmm. you have to you have to approach it a little bit more openly because or else people you don't have that much time as well to like formulate these relationships right like when people live in the same place you have you know so many years to see the same sort of people and eventually you develop relationships whereas like if you're constantly in a limited time frame you have to kind of be a bit more open and uh to, uh, open to different possibilities you know so that's i i for sure it's like a that's like a byproduct of my upbringing you could say so that's yeah. like when i'm when i meet new people i always try to be uh try to talk to them you know understand who they are i find it interesting as well like for me, like meeting people from different countries is like the coolest thing because you get to everyone is so different and like culturally how they've grown up is completely different lifestyles. Like at the moment we're speaking to you, Yukon, you're in China and Kyle's in London. He's Scottish. I'm half Scottish. So I understand uh, like culturally some things that Kyle like is more uh part of Kyle's culture but at the same time I'm not fully Scottish so you can tell there's like a difference you know which yeah. is I think super cool yeah I never thought you were Scottish at all exactly <laughs> exactly but, but then actually but, uh -huh, go on mate uh, when, he, when he says the word Scottish he says it in a very Scottish accent so it makes me exactly. believe it yeah um, that's true. but actually that's I wanted true. I wanted to get onto the point of uh, you know nationality and a sense of belonging because You've grown yeah. up in all these places, and yeah, yeah. you know you 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 do have an affinity with uh, Scotland and Scottish people. Like I think that absolutely, absolutely. Um, but where, like, how how would you say, like, where would you say you actually come from, or would you just say that you you don't actually have a, a nationality? Well, obviously, I have an, an official one, but how do you feel? Yeah, yeah. No, no. So this is a, this is a really interesting question, actually, because you know, so so many people are so passionate about their country. And for me, it's it's quite different. Like, honestly, people that I know that not only the fact that I've lived in so many countries, you know, I don't have the same roots as other people. But like the fact that um, my parents are also from two different countries. So my mother is Brazilian um, and my dad is from Scotland. So, of course, like them growing up in their particular countries, you kind of develop this affinity, like you say, towards uh, the culture, the people. Like, I love Scotland. Uh, compared to England, I have to say, it's Scottish people are so much nicer, much more down to much more down to earth. Like the fuck the the jokes, like the humor, sense of humor is is way better than the English. I have to say. Uh, but yeah, like it's and then at the same time, I have my mom's side. So I have this affinity for Brazil as well in the same way that I would have for Scotland. Um, you know, like the a lot of the foods that I like particularly come from Brazil. Uh, 
my love for football is a very Brazilian thing as well. I think that's worldwide, but particularly in Brazil, it's very important. Um, like a bit about my personality being a, quite outgoing and chatty and a bit emotional at times as well, I think is a bit of a, <laughs> a Brazilian quality, you know, but... Um, yeah, mate. So I, it depends. Like usually, what I say, it depends on who I'm speaking to. So I'm sometimes I say I'm half Brazilian, half Scottish. Sometimes I say I'm just Brazilian. I don't usually go with I'm I'm just Scottish because people just won't believe me. Um, and then, or I just like. But to be fair, you kind of just feel a bit like a foreigner everywhere you go, either way. So even in Scotland and Brazil, I am still a little bit of a foreigner because I'm not fully from there. It's it's a bit diff, diff, difficult to explain if you haven't lived it, but like you kind of, uh, you know the culture, You they can tell that you're from there, but it's like there's something a little bit different about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, have you... Have you ever lived in Scotland for like a long period of time? No. So I, I, I mean, the longest I've stayed in Scotland was about three months, I think. I, it was like a summer and my dad wanted me to work when I was like 17 because he was like, I, I went on a trip with some friends and then he's like, now you can work and earn a bit of money. <laughs> and uh, my aunt was, yeah, it was a, uh, my aunt had a friend who had this like amusement park type place. Uh, it's called the Farm Park. I don't know if you've heard of it, Kyle. It's it's an air. You probably not. I think yeah. There's a few places like that dotted around Scotland. Yeah, exactly. So it was um, it was there, and uh, I was basically I was like 16 or 17. I can't remember. Um, and I was just like serving people coffee and stuff. And I remember like, Air is quite, Air is where my dad's from and it's quite a small town um, and very local. And basically I was there like the only foreigner kind of, right? Cause I'm still kind of Scottish, um, but I'm the only foreigner. I look completely foreign to, especially to Scottish people. Um, and I sound, completely different and then on top of that i had to uh, talk to people with in air they have quite a strong accent so it's it can be quite difficult to understand kyle has quite a a mild accent i would say um but in 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 air that it was quite quite different where they <laughs> it can be quite difficult and i would need some help sometimes with from my colleague to actually understand what people were ordering you know <laughs> yeah um, but I'm sure it was a very uh, enjoyable experience. I mean, would you say that people were, were friendly towards you or did you get like any sort of abuse while you were working there? No, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. It was super nice. Like I, I really enjoyed my time there and I got on with everyone. I made friends with the people that I was working with as well. We ended up, you know, going out on a Scottish night out in one of the little clubs in the... <laughs> in the town it was like i think there were maybe three clubs and we went to two of them so that was fun uh, it was a good time i just it's it just in the beginning you, you struggle a little bit with the accent but then you get used to it you know yeah 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 very interesting and um so just to go back to the fact that you've obviously 
you know, had experiences in all these different places. But now yeah. you're a, you know, you're an adult, you're like a big boy yeah. now. Like, mm-hmm. do you think you'd, uh, you'd ever like settle down in one place? Like, do you feel that you could like, you know, grow some roots in London and, and sort of live here for a very extended period of time and, you know, not feel the need to, to move on to somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, basically, my idea right now is to is to stay in London for a prolonged period of time. I've been here now a couple years, and I'd like to stay somewhere a bit longer than like five years, which is I think the longest I've ever stayed anywhere. Um, so yeah, my idea is to to stay in London. Part- particularly, I think London is good because it's quite international. Uh, like I like you know our friend group friend groups is is quite quite mixed so for example safe my flatmate which you know as well Kyle and I think you know him as well right you can who, who are you talking about safe safe oh yeah 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 pay attention yeah. Yukon okay this yeah. is a very important guest all right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> man come on bro um yeah so Yukon is from uh Yukon uh safe is from Egypt uh like other safe that we hang out with sometimes is Indian Kyle is is Scottish uh I have another friend other friends from Spain so like it's quite it's quite mixed sort of groups that you can hang out with, which I which I like about London. Um, so my plan at the moment is to to stay for as long as I can possibly. Uh, but that doesn't mean that if I get an opportunity somewhere else that I you know feel is gonna take me to where I need want to go or that's exciting to me, I, I won't take that. So I wouldn't mind living on the beach in like Spain, for example. <laughs> we we would all like that. Antonio. No, nobody would mind that at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So, I mean, okay. So if you had to choose one of these countries that left the sort of most profound impression on you, and that you look back on fondly, and you you know you have a lot of stories and experiences that you think you'll you'll never forget which i'm sure is true for most of them but but which one would you pick as the most um meaningful i mean i think probably have to be brazil just because it's it is also my country you know uh where my mother is from i have a lot of my family there i go back there to see family so it was i think quite important and something that my parents really wanted uh, us to experience my family like I have three siblings as well so you know to actually live in the country where you're from because they understand the the importance of it uh so Brazil is definitely for me a place that I that I enjoyed but like like you said like all of them are are quite different and unique and you have uh, a lot of different experiences in each different country I mean basically it's quite it's it you know when you live in so many places it kind of just becomes a blur i'm not gonna lie to you and you kind of mix and match and like i sometimes forget like when i list the name the name of the country sometimes i forget one or two um and then like some stories i say will like I'll be like, is it, was it in this country or that country? Like, I can't always, I can't always remember. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite weird. Like, 
it's you get to experience a lot of different things like we went to like in terms of like seeing the countries like Uganda for example we went we actually went to the national parks there and then we went to Kenya which is just a neighboring country to the Maasai Mara to like do a safari there and like we had some crazy experiences there like we went I remember we went to uh, we were like driving around the, the safari park one time and uh, like we were with like a group of different families. So I think it was like three different families, um, all from like diplomatic backgrounds as well. I think mm-hmm. one family was like Norwegian, Brazilian. The other one was like Belgian, something else mixed. <laughs> so it was like quite different. And then uh, and then us, obviously. And and we had like we stopped at one point uh i think people just wanted to like we stopped the cars just to see what was happening and and for some reason one of the the brazilian lady i don't know why she decided to get out of the car and she didn't realize (laughs) she didn't realize there was a lion like 10 meters away just there like sitting there and she opened the door and she got out of the car and she looked left and she, there was this massive lion and she just started panicking, obviously. <laughs> uh, so she like tries to jump in the car, like kind of misses the seat. It was so funny, man. But like obviously still kind of scary because, you know, like you never know what could happen. Yeah, that's so, pretty like, fucking dangerous. Yeah, very dangerous. Like I would not recommend people do that sort of thing you know like but like you get to do cool stuff like that you know like because you're around the area you know um so in nicaragua as well you have a lot of like natural beauty you can they have uh uh like there's they're on the like the volcanic belt so there's like a lot of volcanoes and stuff there so if you just leave the capital which is managua and go on like a car ride for like 30 40 minutes you go to like an active volcano and you can literally see the magma like like boiling in the in the you know the whole the i don't know what it's called the inside the volcano basically you can look down and and see that the magma is there and like you do like these really cool trips and then if you go like two hours more by car you go to this like insane beach where half of the america half of americans go to just to like do their like hippie like oh i did went to central america and stuff backpacking and stuff like that <laughs> that sounds like a place a kyle would go yeah <laughs> honestly, honestly i do imagine i do imagine kyle going there and i definitely recommend it to you mate it's called the san juan in in nicaragua so you yeah. should definitely check it out like there's a lot of foreigners they like to have a good party there as well um Right. And it's literally like on the strip of the, the the little town there, like there's bars and stuff. And the Nicaraguans can drink a lot. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure in, I like it. You'll fit in, in mate. Huh? <laughs> you'll fit in very well. <laughs> right. A lot of insinuations here, but I mean, to be honest, Nicaragua is a country that I don't know many people who've traveled there, but I certainly know that a lot of Europeans go to many countries in South America. So, yeah, I'll bear that in mind. Maybe we can all um, take a trip to the to the beach and, uh, yeah. No, Nicaragua uh, is definitely a, a cool place to go. I definitely recommend it. Like, 
it's basically so everyone knows about costa rica right because it's mm-hmm. quite mar- marketed and its connections to the u.s and all that stuff um so nicaragua is basically like a cheaper uh more unexplored version of it um so a lot of people go there now and to, it was it was there was they were having a lot of tourism it was growing that industry was growing significantly because people were starting to discover how nice it really was compared to these other places and and for the amount that you actually had to pay to go there um but then they had a bit of political uh, some political issues with the current government they're a little bit corrupt the the president's wife is the vice president just for you to kind of get a picture of how that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't that always the case yeah well, you get you get to see a lot of these things as well you know like you get you you in these countries like the way that they're run is is a little bit different from the UK or in Europe you know so you mm. you you see a lot of different things you have to be a bit careful as well yeah yeah so i can imagine uganda must be like a very interesting place to live in yeah man uganda was uh like i was i was young like i was uh, i was in like ninth grade i think how old are you in ninth grade like 13 14 okay um, and uh they have like they have these uh these like moto taxis called boda bodas um and yeah it's so fun it's actually so fun <laughs> um and like we you, they're so man they drive i they drive so badly in in uganda like it's a disaster but anyways we like go to places on these moto taxis and like as these like little 13 14 year old kids you know we thought we were like really cool whatever so we'd go out like to even sometimes bars us we because we we could and uh we'd go and we'd we'd go to places on these moto taxis and um yeah it was so funny man like the people there would call you they'd see you walking on the street and they'd be like hey muzungu boy and muzungu means muzungu means uh, white boy so like so me and like two friends walking and they're like hey muzungu uh so it's so funny man like stuff like that you just you just find it hilarious you know like and then we get in like taxis and stuff i remember like i would always uh when i was like going from one house to a friend's house or whatever to another I, honestly, I don't know why I used to do this. I don't know how I'm still here, you know, because I did some stupid stuff as a kid. Uh, but, like, we get in these taxis, and the guy... The, the thing is, there's no, like, set price, you know, like how you have Uber and stuff, and it's, like, there's a fixed right. fee and whatever. Or so you like have to talk book. about how much you're going to pay. Yeah, you have to negotiate, right? And as, like, a 13-, 14-year-old kid, you're starting to learn about that, you know, like... They're, they see your first of all they see your white they're like so they're oh muzungu boy with the yeah muzungu boy with the money right <laughs> so they're gonna charge you more right for sure so you have to already have that in mind and then what i would what my strategy always was was i'd ask them what football team they support 
Uh, and in Uganda, like in a lot of African countries, the Premier League is really, really big. Like, because they had some African players in a couple teams as well, like Chelsea and uh, Arsenal and stuff. So you, oh, I'd always ask them what team they'd support, and and then uh, and you talk and about that team, and you say, yeah, oh, I would, I would I ask them the same team. team. Exactly. I wouldn't say that, but I'd like start talking about the players of the team to see which one they liked. And when they started like telling me and stuff, at the end, the price would always be a bit better than for my friends, which was a good strategy I, I kind of came across because they'd, they'd be like, oh, you're a nice guy. Like we can do a bit better price. <laughs> very diplomatic. That's, good, That's very diplomatic of you. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, as a, as a diplomat son, you would hope that I learned something. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did well. Yeah, your your dad would be proud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. Oh, speak, I, speaking I, of, I, I didn't tell him much of that because I, it wasn't like the best ideas to be going in <laughs> in these boda bodas and taxis. But yeah, I can imagine. I actually have a very random question for you, but it's Go. also something that I heard I heard from my African friends. So. <laughs> I had I had a buddy from Nigeria and his family works in the government and mm. he was telling me that um, in Nigeria or in Africa in general when you drive you have to drive bulletproof cars because that's like a standard issue is yeah. that what you guys have when you're in Uganda no 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 so I think Nigeria is slightly different okay. um, the situation there Uganda is actually quite a safe country in in terms of that sort of thing like I don't know any of the diplomats that would drive in in like bulletproof cars or whatever. Um, so for Uganda, that was quite that was all right. Like it was quite a safe country. And to be honest, I, the Ugandan people are so nice, man. Like they're so friendly, always smiling, you know, and mm. uh, oh, really great, really great people. But in I don't know how Nigeria is. I've never been to Nigeria, but. I think Nigeria is slightly different because they have a lot of oil. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. honestly, and the, the, that, that makes brings a lot, a lot of trouble. Yeah. It does. It really does. And the thing is, because these governments are are quite corrupt in some ways, you know, like uh, a lot of the money that you know should be distributed to the people because of the riches of the country, like. These, I, I, I think it's they're public companies. I'm not sure, like they're or state-owned, uh, uh, you know, oil companies. Mm -hmm. But I might be mistaken. But anyway, so uh, what happens is they take a lot of money. Like Nigeria is quite poor, but it's also rich at the same time. Like there's a lot yeah. of billionaire Nigerians, you know, mm. because of like oil. So, and they all live in the UK. They don't live in Nigeria at all. Their whole exactly. family. <laughs> yeah no but it makes sense you you get you you see that a lot like yeah. a lot of these rich families they'll they'll first of all they'll send their, their kids to study abroad because mm -hmm. the quality of education is much better obviously um and then you have much more opportunity after especially with the money that you have and the connections you have like even if you choose to go back to your country you running a business there is completely different because you basically have all the contacts you need and yeah because the infrastructure is not there you know compared to like a place like the uk 
you can basically take business ideas from here that are working and just implement them using your contacts in these countries and do really well for yourself. I mean, a lot of people do that or like go into construction of like, you know, like apartments and houses and stuff because you have the government connections or and the money and the capital to do stuff like that, you know. So, yeah, it's true. Interesting. Quite interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating stuff, actually. I mean, um, Africa is a completely I don't think. Have you been to Africa, Yukon? I've been to, I've actually been to the same safari that Antonio just mentioned. You went before, to Masanara. Nice. Yes, yes. I stayed there for like a whole week and yeah, we yeah. stayed in different camps and yeah. just sleeping in tents. And <laughs> it, was I, I really, it was really fun. It was really I fun. Didn't do, I didn't do the tent experience. We went to like a resort. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, what, that's where the diplomats go, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Civilian. Yeah. We get the tent. <laughs> you were camping with the lions and he was in the luxury lodge. I, I was sleeping on the yeah. cliff with the baboons and then, you know, you get Antonio sleeping in the yeah. fucking I remember resort. we had like, we had like giraffes, like putting their head inside the like hotel windows, which was really cool at one point. That's but then you're like, kind of like, whoa, what's going on, you know? <laughs> I know, but actually is, you know, that in that environment, you, you just kind of forget about how how crazy city life is like the mm. urban urban environment just completely behind you yeah when you're, exactly. when you're in nature you just you think about the most pressing thing you think about is if i take a shit is it gonna, is it gonna be safe like am i gonna get bitten by oh, some no, crazy mosquitoes or some shit yeah yeah because you're gonna be sitting there for like five minutes <laughs> it's a massive problem yeah that's so funny man it's a it's a good experience that one though like it that place good. is really cool man. Mm -hmm. yeah well there you did go you, yeah did you go to nairobi as well or just to like the Masai? no so the way we organized our trip so i went i went there with my high school friends because we had a lot of um, foreign teachers in our high school right and they were very you know they were they were very enthusiastic about traveling so we all organized this trip together to Africa. So we went to Tanzania and Kenya together. Yeah. yeah. And what we did was we flew to Tanzania and we climbed Kilimanjaro first for, nice. so went up nice. and down the mountain for a week. And the second mm -hmm. week we drove to the border of Tanzania. So the, the whole Serengeti plan, uh, plane is mm -hmm. basically between Uganda, Tanzania yeah. and, uh, and Kenya. also Kenya, yeah. right? So you get to cross the yeah. border when you're inside the area. So yeah, then, yeah. that's what we did. So we just drove. Did you into the did you cross the the Ugandan Kenyan border? I don't think so. I don't think so. We did. We didn't go that far. We went. To, we just stayed in Tanzania and Kenya because that's a, a super interesting place, man. The Ugandan Kenyan border <laughs> is a mess. Was, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> like, All right. I, tell tell us about it. No, man. So we, when we went to Masai Mara, we went with this group of families, right? And uh, we were all in like, I think we were like in three or four different cars. Um, and we were driving from Uganda because that's where we all lived, obviously, um, in, in Kampala, the capital. So you get to the Kenyan-Ugandan border and it's just like, it kind of is like a market place. Like, you know, like <laughs> there's like 
people selling stuff to you <laughs> and like it's like what is going on here there's like their own little economy you know like on the border um, okay and then you have like the people actually trying to get across so like you have to like i was a bit young so i wasn't really like paying attention too much to like the actual like procedure of like you know i don't know how it works with like the visas or whatever like you have to pay probably some sort of fee to cross you know i don't really remember that but like there's definitely police around there and like it looks a little bit dodgy you know like kind of maybe you have to give them a little bit money or something like and they see that you're a foreigner as well so they always take it try to take advantage so it's always beneficial to go with somebody who kind of knows a little bit. So yeah. I think one of one of the people in the group had already like kind of done this before and you know like knew a little bit about the ins and outs because you get you can get you know like people can take advantage of it especially like three families with like a bunch of kids everywhere you know. Um, yeah. So it was quite interesting. I just I just remember it being like so hectic like like people selling fruit and like I don't know like different things like coming up to you like trying to like I don't know man it was, it was so yeah funny. that's one of the things I found really funny was that people would come up to you and yeah you know yeah. you don't realize they're selling shit until they start asking you for money they'll, yeah they'll exactly. just give you some stuff <laughs> and then they put it in your hand yeah and you're like oh yeah. nice thanks you, yeah, know, you yeah. don't think twice about it you're like oh holy shit these people are so nice to me like and then they start putting their hands out and be like, oh, come on, boss, like $2, $5. Yeah, yeah, boss, boss, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. So, like, that's the sort of thing that you kind of learn when you go to these places. Like, yeah. as a foreigner, you don't know it until you actually get there and you see it, you know. They <laughs> um, never really... put that stuff back into their hands. Like, whatever no. they give you. Exactly. Not it back. Exactly. And, to, and you know what? As, like... As diplomats, you always basically when you get to the country, people like within the embassy will like, you know, give you kind of tips and, you know, explain to you and like you go with with people that are have been there for a while. So they'll understand a little bit about how things work. So that's the sort of thing that we would have known because people would have told us like right when we got to the country, you know. Whereas maybe you coming with like this group of like just friends, you had no idea. So like you're kind of stuck in the middle of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas we were we were like we're like coming and we're like already aware. So they're just like, yo, be careful, don't let them give you anything, you know. <laughs> that brings me on to uh, another question for you, actually, Antonio. So like, you you being part of a diplomatic family, when you go to these countries, do you have to sort of be on your best behavior? Like, are you constantly representing in this case the european commission so when they give you these tips like do they also like tell you you know how you should behave and like do, do, is there like limits on on what you can do yeah no that's that's a really good question mate um yeah to a degree yes like obviously you are there representing uh your a lot of the times it's like your embassy so your country right and for my dad it was the european union um and you do kind of have a responsibility to act accordingly. Um, at least I don't know how it was for everyone, but with my dad, he they were he was always really aware of that. Um, he always was made sure that we would kind of you know you at the end of the day you're living in somebody else's country, and you should respect that you know. Um, 
so yeah you do have to keep that in mind and there are certain things that you should like be careful of and because you know you could cause actually a lot of issues for for your country if you do something like significantly stupid um i mean i i don't think it happens very often but like for example like i know that like like if you're in the american embassy and you like do something stupid where you get thrown in jail for some reason i don't know like you know the they can't really do that because as a diplomat you have diplomatic immunity so which means you can't be uh like the country can't legally uh impose their laws on you to a certain degree uh you have you adhere kind of to the regulations of your own country to a certain degree so you would have to be deported in order to answer to whatever thing you did you wouldn't be allowed to be like thrown in like a normal prison or or like even for example with the driving right like mm. uh, technically you can't be stopped by the police as a diplomat um they're not allowed to um stop you and like pull you over for whatever you're doing but like if you like crash into a fucking building like what do you do then you know um, <laughs> so okay. there there's that sort of like but then again like if you do something that stupid uh you're going to have to answer it back in your own country because basically they'll kick you out of the country and then you you'll have to answer for that from wherever country you are so like in if you're american and you did that you probably have to like answer for it in the states and i don't know what the punishment would be but yeah you do have that sense that you have to kind of represent you know uh, and and do it in a certain way so at least my parents were quite uh, strict about that you know yeah i think that you know that sounds quite good i mean you said that you're you are living in someone else's country and there is a yeah. responsibility to respect their way of life exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and to act like, accordingly not, I, i'm not gonna lie to you not everyone does that um you know but at the end of the day like i said it's it's not your country and like people live a certain way whether you agree with it or not and you don't have to particularly partake in everything that they do or you know the way of life but at the same time you kind of have to respect it because that's how they live and it's not your country <laughs> yeah yeah mm. okay well and anything else you can or do you think we're uh, coming not to the really. end I'm, I'm just i'm just soaking in all the educational value from the last mm. statement it's been Bro, very insightful you know what we went from talking about going out with girls and bantering if people get through the first three minutes i think they'll have a decent time you know they're gonna learn a whole bunch of shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the uh, whole purpose of this podcast. It's going from yeah. like low standard entertainment to like, you know, elevated education. education. Yeah. 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 Yes. But it's cool. It's cool that you guys are doing this podcast, man. Because especially like you being in China, you know, Yukon and Kyle being here in London and like talking about different experiences and you guys obviously have met people from everywhere here you know like in our for example in our master's course i'm sure if you speak to like 
all these different friends that we've made, I, for sure you're going to hear some like really cool stories from everyone. So I think it's a really cool idea that you guys had. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Antonio, for coming up. And yeah, you know, no worries, man. Being it's a first guest. It's yeah. my pleasure, man. First is always the most important, so I'll take that <laughs> any day. Definitely, definitely. We just lost our virginity, you know, this auto-passion three-way. I, now we're, I, now we're going to... I hope I was very gentle with you guys. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was truly very very interesting to listen to you speak. So, yeah, maybe in a few months you can come on again. For yeah, a in a few yeah. months. Yeah, after after that we need to sort out the rooftop bar situation first before Antonio yeah. can come on. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, once I go with Kyle to the rooftop and we have our little date that he's been. Pining for, you know, like <laughs> we, we can uh, sort out another a podcast session. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Kyle's probably been preening himself yesterday for like hours just to prepare this yeah. date. And then exactly, just... yeah. I'm pretty needy just now, so you know, <laughs> it's the least yeah. he can do. I mean, to be fair, your your couple friend, they were probably quite uh, happy to have you around, weren't they? Well, I, you know, I didn't really act in a very appropriate manner, so I just <laughs> I disgraced myself, unfortunately. So now I'm just taking this uh, Sunday and this podcast to reflect on my actions and, you know, try to improve myself for the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm. good, man. You have you have to start somewhere, right? So. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think on that note, let's uh, let's call it a day. But um, yeah, listen, thanks it. very much, Antonio. Before we go, Kyle. Before we go, um, you mentioned that there's some there's some uh, audience feedback that you want you wanted to talk about on air. So we might as well right. go through it now. Okay, let's just get straight to the point here. So I was speaking with one of our female listeners, mm-hmm. and she happened to mention that one person's voice on the podcast is like her words were like hot or like much more attractive than the other person's voice. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's interesting. And wow. uh, but she was like, so I sent her like a voice message and she couldn't tell like which one it was because apparently it sounded different on YouTube or something. Really? But anyway, as the, as the conversation went on, it turned out that it was your voice that was much more attractive and not mine. You cut. You cut. <laughs> yeah, you cut. Well, to, to be fair, I could, I could, I could definitely agree with her on that point. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can see Antonio getting a little wet, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I would take. <laughs> and uh, she, yeah, she even went as far to say as like, you know, I just shouldn't be on the podcast. It should just be you speaking the so, whole time. So, can I ask a question here? Yeah. Who's uh? Is this uh li- viewer or, or listener, or whatever? Is sh- is this person known to you guys? Like. Uh, at the moment, she's only known to me, but. You know, oh, so let's keep it that way. No, no, let's but, keep it that way. Yeah. But is is she somebody that you knew before that you made the podcast, or is she someone who's become a, a avid listener to your educational and inspirational <laughs> podcast? Um, um, yeah, I'd say she's she's quite a recent listener, so it's quite a new thing. So, so I'm sure she'll listen to this one, as I did tell her that we would be talking about her feedback. Right. Okay, after this, it, I think she's gonna say both your voices are shit and this new guy is better. 
<laughs> no, to be fair, man, I I don't love my voice, so I would I would not agree with that statement. But you have a nice voice, man. Thank Take you, man. It. I I Take appreciate it. it. I appreciate it very much. Yeah. But Please I have speak. one last question for you about this this avid okay. listener. Okay. Okay. Is where where so where are you guys promoting your your podcast? Okay, so I think I know what you're guessing at here. <laughs> Texas Antonio. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, there is like is platforms that we're all using at the moment, and I did happen to promote it on there briefly. Um, right. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was a conversation you're having with a girl from a dating app, basically. I don't think you should put it that way, but... You know, <laughs> There's no need to be crude about it. Nice. No, 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 I'm just, just asking. Oh. I just curiosity. I'm just really glad, Kyle. You're actually, you know, dedicating your dating life to promote our podcast. I think that's a that's, very that's honorable awesome. thing to do. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, because the podcast, I don't know if it really has a good effect or not yet. It needs to be tested. A, yeah, you're testing it with the market, seeing how it works and seeing what you need to change. You know, like that's a good strategy, bro. Yeah, well, apparently I have to change my voice, so. <laughs> well, can, can we know where this girl's from? Um, I think it's about time to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that the only feedback or is there no, is there more? Um, that was the, the, yeah, that was the main feedback, but. Okay. I mean, okay. to all our listeners, we welcome your feedback. So if, if you would like to make any comments, please do so. And where, where can they do that if there's people listening and they want to get in touch with you? Um, <laughs> I guess they can comment on Tinder and he's going to get it. <laughs> you know, okay. you, you guys, you guys have to start thinking about this stuff. Like you want people to get in touch with you. You might want one of your listeners to end up being a guest, you know, mm. so... Or be yeah, a girlfriend get, of Kyle's. <laughs> I think that's more of Kyle's that's plan. More, that's more of the urgent matter right now. So we need to get yeah. that sorted out. Yeah. 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 So if yeah. any listeners are, you know, keen, uh, hit up Kyle. He's on Tinder. That's enough. And that's looking for, that's he's looking for females. <laughs> under the age of 20. That's horrible. You, you know, <laughs> people aren't going to like that. Uh, <laughs> No, but it was, honestly, guys, it was really fun speaking to you guys. Like always, you know, always have a good time chatting with you guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's a pleasure, man. And um, yeah, we appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, we'll let you know when the, when the episode goes live. And you can let me know. All right. Sounds good, bud. All right. Do I I sign off now? Is that how it works? You can sign off, Antonio. Yeah. I I can hang up. You You can hang up. You should. All right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.